Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly podcast guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. I'm Chantel, the coach, a quarter life and confidence coach, helping single women come together in their single life to celebrate being single, to enjoy being single and to make the most of the opportunity. Whether it's dating, making friends, living alone, finances, we discuss all those kinds of things through the podcast, in the Single Girls Club, within our chats and during our meetups as well. And this week is really just a message to continue on with about the way that we see our single lives. A lot of podcast episodes have been sometimes opinion, discussion, and there's even been tips in there to help you structure different ways of doing things like trying to make friends and giving you ideas. But as well as sharing tips and knowledge, there are messages and key elements of single life that I think sometimes we're missing out on. And not everyone can make the conversations and not everyone catches every TikTok or Instagram story post reel that goes out. But it's something that I've read and thought about over time that I think is worth sharing. And the key message is, is that your 20s should be something that you explore yourself with. And for the classic kind of cliche line, it is find yourself in your 20s. Your 20s are for finding out who you are. Now you will have heard that and I realise also that you could be sat there listening and going, I'm 30, I'm 40. So I'll address that element of things now. But let me talk to you about where this idea came from initially and where I've started to think about it and mull over it. And then let's go into what we can do about it, whether we're in our 20s now, in our 30s, 40s, older or younger than that, in that sense. The problem we face and the problem I know that I specifically faced was that I didn't know any different. I said this in last week's podcast episode, you don't know what you don't know. Your life as you're growing up is subject to all of the conditioning and influences that you have around your life. You have school, you have family, you have friends. And as you go through particularly school and any experiences there, that's when your eyes really start to get opened up to alternatives. If you're then able to go to university, potentially you have even more opened up to you in that sense. Or it might be that you go travelling and you meet people and you're, you see different ways of life and you make decisions for yourself or you become aware of all these alternative opinions, lifestyles and things like that. For the majority of us, I would say, however, and I think this sits in society quite easily, is that there is a story, there is a narrative that you, me, everyone is generally speaking being geared towards, that we're being told is the right thing to do, it's the normal thing to do, it's what you should be doing. And it's not wrong to follow that path either. Some people have done it, done it with success and are happy with that. But to think that we, however many people there are in this world, in this country, on this planet, that we're all going to do exactly the same thing, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe a little bit later, is a little bit skewed. However, we are sold from a very young age that that is what will lead us to feeling happy, fulfilled, once we've done it, we're there. But this is not a quick, I'm going to do it and tick it all off. And that's the problem, the problem that I had. Because school trains you to be that way. I went to an all-girls grammar school, selective. 
So of course I was skewed personally to thinking like, I've got to get things right. I've got to do this right. I'm being told if I do it wrong and don't achieve and get this grade, then it's not good enough. So I'd learned that through school. And I don't think even just the school direct experience, as it were, matters. I think that occurs in many education settings and beliefs in the way that you're rewarded, the way that certificates are sometimes handed out and things like that and teacher praise. We're then looking for that external validation from other people, from being told you're doing well, from all the way around us when we're in our 20s. And that's not the case because this isn't a quick win. It's not an exam. It's not something that you sit down and show you can do. Life is a long game that doesn't have an end. And you can read more about that. I still need to finish the book on infinite games and he goes into the concept of finite and infinite games by Simon Sinek life is an infinite game because there is no way to win and I think by definition if I remember correctly it's something about that there aren't set rules the rules can continue to change new players can be added or taken away at any time whereas a finite game has a clear way to win a clear set of structured rules that it works or not and life isn't like that life isn't like that but we're led to believe that it could be. And you won't be the only one to experience it. I was doing that. I was checklisting through things. And it was never quite enough. Admittedly. Because it always felt like it wasn't doing the job. So what, what next? What do I need to focus on? What's the next next thing I need to do? And you can be forgiven for that too. Because Stephen Bartlett. Happy, sexy millionaire. What he wrote down. Got those things in his interpretation of it, didn't feel any different to how he did when he had nothing. When he literally had few pennies and pounds in his bank account or in his back pocket and didn't know where he's going to get his next food from. It's part of the problem with society and media and how we're brought up. It's not your fault and it's not your parents' fault either or any of the influences around you because... Half of us can't see it. I don't even know if it's half. Goodness knows how many people can't see it. The idea is, is that you're waking up to the idea that maybe that's not the way to do it. And that is classic quarter life crisis when you have the disparity between being yourself, but also being what society believes you should be in that conflict. And you're seeing the reward for the people, the the verbal, the external reward for people. We talk about it as our Instagram feeds the weddings, the babies, the engagements, the new jobs and so on, the houses. But that isn't necessarily all it. And so your 20s are, if you haven't already realised it in your 20s, are for realising that. And in my experience, as best possible, you strip everything back and you work it all out again. Now, you might not have the capacity to do that and it's certainly not an all at once kind of thing. When I chose to leave my marriage, it was very much to do with, I don't know what I want and I'm not really sure what this is all about. I think I've been sold a lie. Not in terms of the marriage, in terms of the whole life journey concept. I think I might be on the wrong path and I might be barking up the wrong tree about all of this. I think there's something else to this. I don't think this is the way we're all meant to do this 
and I've been on that inquiry for two and a half years and I would say I have clear opinions and thoughts about it. I also acknowledge that there is a system at play that we cannot necessarily avoid. The system is huge. All of the work, working week, in fact, weekends, that structure exists and a lot of people abide by it. The five day, two day off. It's now starting to flex a little bit. You're starting to get four day working weeks coming in, which I think are brilliant, might I add. However, change doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. It all takes time and it takes people to see differently against that. Now, in your 20s, and as I say, it doesn't matter if you're in your 30s, you might have spent some time like I did not figuring things out for yourself. I was in relationships from 17. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) 17 through to when I left at 26. So of my 20s decade, which isn't over yet, I spent six of those years focused on relationships, houses, jobs, marriage, that kind of thing. And whilst I thought I was doing the right things and thought I was figuring it out, getting it sorted, doing it, looking great, yeah, it wasn't all there. And now I'm six, I'm not six years behind, no one's behind because the minute you realise you're on track so long as you're starting to take action and you're, it doesn't matter, there is no actual timeline. But it would be interesting to know how it would have gone had I and had everyone been explained or even just encouraged not to settle down or settle into anything in your 20s. For anyone that is in their 30s and did whatever in their 20s, whether that was complete singledom, in relationships, tied into a job you didn't love, anything like that, just imagine if instead of through all those different influences that we had growing up from child to teenager to you're going to uni, assuming the majority of you did maybe, imagine if we had been told you don't need to work out what you're doing at uni. Once you're 18, take a break and work it out from there. And don't worry if you're not sorted by 30. Spend the next 12 years trying as much as you can, figuring as much out as you want to, and then after 30, seeing what you want to do. Because from 5 to 18, you've spent 13 years in an education system where you've had clear structure. You've had something that you have to show up for every single day, bar the holidays. And it's interesting that I'm experiencing that now for the first time at 28 years old because I decided to quit my job to offer a flexible lifestyle where I do life first, work second. And we're working on that. Like, it's not dreamy the whole way through. My finances are being worked out at the moment. But the idea that I don't have any person to specifically answer to quite at this moment is interesting. And obviously, you can't necessarily take 12 years off in one hit depending on your financial circumstances if you're living with parents maybe they give you a couple of years to sort things out and then they're like you really need to move out find a space of your own because this isn't working that's a whole other section though because there are certain cultures that do believe in that and they 
you know, build families together. And I think that could go into a whole other conversation about how we work as society, how we work in groups, in families and, and upbringings. But this idea that you don't see anything as fixed in your life, I don't know if that stretches to beyond 30. I imagine, I think I associate that kind of around 30 starting to make some decisions. And I'm not saying you need to have found a man and get married by 30. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you will know that's not my vibe. I just wonder at that age if you have had enough, if you've done sort of 10 years or so of messing things up, doing stuff you were like, why did I do that? Or why did I even try that? I don't even like that. Oh, I did that because of that person. That person said that'd be great. Oh, I did it for a boy. Let's not, let's not go there. I just wonder around that kind of age, do you have a better impression if you've made the most of your 20s of what you might want to do and what you might want to actually commit to? Mark Manson talks about this. Uh, He is the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And there's an element within that book where he talks about the fact that he was flitting and he was non-committal everywhere. In fact, he was probably doing the 20s the way that I would have probably be now suggesting to some degree. Maybe not in the specific actions, but in terms of this, I'm not doing anything. I'm not really committing to anything. I'm just going to keep doing all these different things. And he then talks about the fact that you can't really get the reward of something if you don't invest the time. You do at some point need to make that decision to go. And now I am going to focus on this one thing I'm going to put my time and energy into this and I'm not going to see immediate rewards I need to give this time to grow to develop and to see what it becomes and then go from there and I think the impression I get from his book is that maybe he went too extreme with that in the I'm not committing to anything I'm trying everything and experimenting Whereas I wonder if there's this healthy balance of like just accepting that when you get your first job out of uni or out of school, that it is not your forever job, nor is it your forever career, forever industry. I think that bit's so important. I think we're okay with the idea that we're probably not going to stay in the job forever, even if the hiring manager or the boss is implying, well, how long have I got? You know, it'd be great to see you here and stay forever because you've got some of those slightly more traditional values and opinions around. However, the idea that you might change your mind is so important because there are studies out there that acknowledge that our brains aren't fully developed until around the age of 25. Now, that is give take. And I think there may be from a TikTok I saw there were some gender differences in that in terms of the timing I will need to verify that for sure but women slightly earlier versus men and it's all to do with the way that we are making decisions and reacting so as a teen it's coming from the amygdala it's coming from a really emotional part of our brains and we're making decisions based on that Whereas when your prefrontal cortex is fully developed, which is the bit that they're waiting for to develop, that doesn't happen till your mid-twenties or so. How can you possibly, how did I possibly make decisions that weren't fully balanced, maybe, when I was making them? If this up here, this brain, wasn't sure what was going on. It was being influenced by two different parts. 
it, it, it probably didn't have as strong a part as it could. And I'm thinking, particularly as a young person at the time, I'm thinking, well, I need to do the thing that everyone does. I, I need to fit in. I need to follow the crowd. I can't say that they were very conscious thoughts. I just imagine that that is what my brain and feelings and thoughts, the point at which it was coming from. When in actual fact, if we wait till somewhere into our 30s, to make more solid decisions, as I say, I'm not saying you have to be in that scenario. It's the decision making, I wonder, whether we need to leave it a bit. And so for those listening that are already past their 20s, your brain apparently is at a fully developed point at which you shouldn't be driven so much by the feelings. You've got this part of your brain that can think about things, it can consider things and it can balance However, you've also had experiences. We are complex creatures because of how many things influence our lives and influence the way we behave, the way we think, and therefore the actions we take and the decisions we make. If you're in your 30s and you're still single, and maybe you were wrapped up in different things in your 20s, I think there is value in stepping in taking some time out and that can take various forms so in my particular case you could argue I'm really figuring out what I want to do next by not having any committed job at all I'm doing lots of little things I believe in that method in terms of multiple income streams but also I'm not tying myself to one thing at the moment and I think I will once I've worked some things out, once I've developed some areas, it will become clearer. But I'm almost taking a big step back. I'm not putting any time into things that I'm not sure about anymore or I'm not, you know, jumping up to be there for anymore. And the way that it's set up. Me leaving my marriage could have been seen as something very similar. I need to get out of a relationship so I can work out what relationships are all about because realistically I don't know and having the dating phase whilst through Covid has been hard work realistically and some of some people will come at me for this probably realistically I probably wasn't ever really looking for a relationship and I think this is valid people will be like but you shouldn't be on a dating app if you're not looking to find a relationship and find someone I don't think I sat there and went I don't think I want to find someone in hindsight, I don't think it was right for me to be thinking of finding someone. But I had to do the dating part and the dating apps and trying that out to work that out. And to start having some experience of relationships. You cannot understand relationships and dating without doing it. You can read every single book on relationships and dating. In fact, this applies to every single part of life. But you can read all those books on relationships and dating and then the minute you get into it you cannot apply the theory to the experience happening real time because life doesn't follow books it's not exact it's messy it doesn't go as you think how many times have you planned a conversation in your head I do this all the time and it doesn't remotely translate to what happened in that conversation in the end it was completely different because they didn't say what you thought they were going to say or they didn't react the way you thought they were going to. 
And then you didn't quite say it in the way that you'd rehearsed because that actually sounded really good when you said it then, but you couldn't think of it then. It's like driving a car. You can learn the theory before you set foot in a car. And you could learn all about, I'm sure you could read the manual of a car in some way and learn that this indicator does that and this is how you change gear and this is how you do this manoeuvre. You understand the steps. But until you start doing it, you don't know. And that is what your life in your 20s should be about. It should be about learning about things, trying them out, seeing if you're any good at it and if you enjoy it or not. And so if you're in your 30s or 40s and you haven't had that opportunity for whatever reason, it's time. It's time to let go of the idea that you need to find someone. Although I appreciate that if you are looking to build a family and there is a time constraint biologically on that, there's a slight essence to this where you'll be like, "Mm, yeah, but I appreciate that. I do. However, I'm talking from a place where we assume we are not sure about children or not interested in children have children maybe already and are good with any more and that also has implications for how far you can do this and also just not being able to have children already by this point for whatever reason now this idea this little seed that was sowed came from my googling of will I be single forever and it led me to Bella Mackey who I shared an article with in the single girls club a couple of weeks ago I find her writing really interesting and I think she's a great influence for a variety of reasons she is not at this point in time single but a lot of her articles if you go back are written from when she was single and she still has those kind of beliefs and talks in the way of empowering women in their 20s to stick with that She's a writer. She writes articles. And she's now married to Greg James. Who she married. It's her second marriage. She also is the author of the, the book Jog On. Which I started to read based on a good recommendation from my friend. The opening section was a bit too close to the line. Too close to when I'd left my ex. Because it talks about a divorce within uh, a year. And I said, like, I can't read this now. And I think it's probably one that will come back into the book club. But she does talk about this idea. Um, She expresses a a level of anger towards anyone that determines they're going to settle down in their 20s. Because she believes, and this is where some of the influence has come from. It it was only something I read and then I thought about it more and looked at my own experiences. She believes that people shouldn't be tied to many things, particularly in a relationship front in their 20s. And I I must say, I agree. Having read that, having pondered on it, having continued to have the experiences that I'm having, I am living a 20-year-old life at 28. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that and have the way to generate some finances in order to live and in order to try that out. And obviously I was trying some of that out whilst I still had a full-time, well-paid job that covered that, such as the big solo road trip. But that's how I feel sometimes. It's like it's flipped. I was tied in. I was in a locked in court life crisis because I was in a relationship that was committed probably too early. As much as we'd gone through every stage, I thought I was doing the right thing. The reality was I didn't really know who I was. 
And it's not easy sometimes either because society does reward being in a relationship. But I wouldn't give that up for the world of really getting to the bottom of who I am, what I stand for, what I want to do. And instead of rushing through life, which is exactly what I was doing before, actually slowing down and taking each day as it comes. I was so invested in my work, which, you know, was passion in a physical form. I put so much energy and thought into it, which wasn't a problem. It had great benefits to the the children of the classrooms and other people within those systems. However, I didn't and still don't fully know all about myself and all that I want to do. And I've just changed direction a little bit here. I don't not like speaking to people, teaching, sharing ideas and helping them get better at things. There's common themes in there. But this idea that I knew what I was doing at 22, 23, 24. Absolutely not. And I'm sure a lot of us could look back and go, not a clue, not a clue in my early 20s, even though I thought I did, even though I was doing the things I, I was told I was meant to do. Acknowledging that and leaning into it is the key here because we're so worried about that time. We're so worried about, oh, but what if I don't buy 30? Oh, that person that keeps mentioning it at a wedding. we've got to get over it because if we're not giving ourselves the chance to work things out we're only going to start playing by everybody else's rules and you'll only end up in the same position in three years five years ten years time once you've woken up to it and realized that it's not worth it you don't want to go back and it does it makes you question if you want a relationship or not lots of people talk about this within the group some people are really do want to continue dating and going through that and others quite happy to take a step back and go no I'm really happy the way I am and maybe someone will come into your life at some point and change that but having that complete sense of self sorted out that's where the empowerment comes from and so if you're in your 20s 30s and have always been single it's not a problem because People are a distraction. It's another influence. But what I would ask anyone at any point right now is. What do you really want? Do you know what you really want? And if not. How are you going to work that out? What are you going to do to start figuring it out? As I say, a bit more of a message you want, a discussion, something to think about and ponder on rather than having a clear set of things to go away and try. Hopefully a few questions to leave you with that idea, a little bit of shared experience, and maybe it will give you a chance to reflect on how your 20s are or were and what you're going to do next to embrace the situation you're in now. I hope that that's useful to you. And I will see you on the socials in between or at any of our online and in-person events. Otherwise, until then, keep thriving.